1: Welcome to Secure the Insecure. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest this week started his career as a dream boy before joining the current seventh series of Mad at First Sight UK, where after matching with dental hygienist Jeff Potter... He became part of the first couple to leave the experiment. To tell his story, I'm delighted to welcome to Sikkimuska, PJ Finch. Hello, mate. How you doing, buddy? You all right? I'm all right, I'm all right. It's, it's nice to see you, because obviously, we've had about a week or two away from watching on TV, but you started to become part of my family.
2: Hey, we're always family, like it, it's it's mad, I, like, I, I still can't even explain it, like even the feeling now, it's just mental, isn't it?
1: Were you So have you been watching the show every night at 9.00pm o'clock on Epo, or have you gone... Un- yeah, so I'm,
2: I'm still I'm still staying tuned because especially when I left, I didn't know what happened, I still don't know what's happened, so it's good to just watch the team, watch the guys and just like see it, like without obviously me and Jess there, so yeah,
1: it's, it's still interesting. So you feel like these are my friends and these are my family as well. You don't feel disconnected from it, of they've kind of no. You know what?
2: They're, they're all still my family, my good friends. Um, I'm just literally just getting in. I'm, I still feel like I'm there. It's weird. Like when I'm watching it, I'm like, ah, oh, I used to sit there. <laughs> so yeah, I, I still feel like my presence is there. But you know, I'm I'm just supporting from home.
1: Well, we're gonna to go to Mad at First side a bit, but let's first of all talk about Dream Boys. Because I heard about you about two years ago because uh, yeah. your PR for Dream Boys is a very good friend of mine, Jen, and she said there's this thing called Dream Boys. I thought, what was this? And I've heard of Dream <laughs> Girls. I thought it's like Dream Girls. I've seen Dream Girls. From- <laughs> yeah. The same. Thing. Oh, mate, it's very different. to Dream Girls, isn't it? Oh yeah, just a just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. So, so those who haven't seen
2: Dream Boys, um, what is it all about? So Dream Boys is a performance. It's a theater based show. So we do a two hour show, which is combined with dance routines, solos, duos, group routines. And we just like to give back what people want. So everybody's always talking about Magic Mike, Magic Mike. It's Dream Boys is completely different. We're more interactive. We get involved. And it's, it's, just, it's, just a good, it's just a good night. It's a good show, you know. If there's something you want to do, you know, a, a ladies' night out, even a guys' night out, it's, it's just something good to go and watch. That's different, but it's fun.
1: So you say girls' night out, so like Hendis is what I imagine. It's a strip show.
2: It's a strip show, but we don't like to use the word strip because it's a performance. Anyone can be a stripper, but not everyone can be a performer. We are professional dancers. However, we still reveal. I started off doing contemporary ballet, and then I always had a passion for street dance. So it just gradually just started building, building, building. And then I just got my name out. of
1: Because we look at a band like Diversity, and Diversity on Britain's Got Talent really brought street dance to the forefront. But what was it like for you as a young black man growing up in Birmingham, but choosing to go down the path of doing ballet?
2: Oh. So with the whole dance thing now, A lot of people don't realise ballet is like the strongest form of dance. Like when you can master ballet, it's like the core for everything. So you build your strength, you build everything. And it's mad how you can start from doing ballet and then gradually progressing everything else. But ballet is like where everyone starts if you're looking at dance. That's that's what I believe anyway, because you need to be out your comfort zone, you need to be just, just confident and just give it, give it a go. Like, I'm a big guy. You know, I can't wear tutus and, like, leotards. <laughs> However, you know, when it comes to music, I'm just good to go. So, yeah, it's, it's just mad. You, you just, you just got to just,
1: just put your mind to it. You can do anything. And what was your relationship with your body like growing up? Because I can imagine if you're doing ballet and you're having to do that intense training, nine, ten hours of dance a day, you're going to be consuming a lot of calories, but also you're going to be letting it all that because it's energy. But being a dream boy now, it must be hard because you've got to maintain that level of perfection. You're taking your top off. You're taking your trousers off. Girls are looking at you. There's a hundred other dream boys out there who could be you on stage. And so you can't just pile on the pounds. Yes. On
2: stage. So the good thing is, especially dancing so much and so long, it's actually cardio. So you're actually like working out while dancing, funny enough. But in terms of like keeping in shape, yeah, it's very important. You know, it's very important what we eat. It's good to eat clean. We just train. Before a show, we'd normally find a gym, get a little session on, little pump on. But yeah, training, keeping your body on tick is, is very important. Very important.
1: And how have you found being a dream boy? And obviously we'll come to that first time in a sec, but just being a dream boy and having that label attached to you, has we found it to be more of a stigma or is it like yeah, go and get whatever job you want. It's on my CV about being a dream boy. doesn't actually make a difference to who I am.
2: Yeah, see, it's it's a tricky one because dream boys straight away, we always get judged, you know. Oh, you're a dream boy, blah, 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 But People need to realise we are just normal people. In terms of like going out and getting work, it does help because people know exactly what we're about, and what we do and what we can bring to the table, so. Yeah, we're we, we just grafters, just like anyone else. We just graft and we just, we're just just good at what we do and we just do our best. We're talking
1: of grafting. You've got Tamar at First Sight on E4. It's on every night, Monday to Thursday at 9pm. Let's go back to the application process because it's not like Love Island where they, you know, 50% of people come from uh, Instagram and the other 50% go there. It's very much about an application process. So why did you apply to be on that show?
2: So I applied for all the right reasons, you know, I'm ready to settle down Um, and I just want to fall in love all over again. So I think me going wrong, there's, there's a pattern in my life where I just seem to be going wrong and I don't know what it is. So I thought, you know what, let's get some real advice from some experts and let's see if they can actually find my match and match me up with the right person. So that was for me. And also the whole personal journey i want to find out who i really am what i'm really about what i'm like when you take my social media off me on my phone i can't see my family like how am i gonna be so it was a massive massive learning curve definitely
1: and what did you have to do on
2: that application form what were you saying that you were looking for so on my application i'm very straightforward i was like look I just want someone who respects their mom, respects their family, someone who can accept me for me and what I do. You know, don't judge me. Just someone who's ready. Do you know what I mean? It, it, for me, it wasn't, I didn't really break down, you know, blah, blah, blah. I know I said brunette, but I didn't actually break it down. I just said, look, I just want someone who's respectable and someone who's ready to fall in love. That's That's all I want. Literally.
1: when you do that application process obviously you do the form but then you have to get to the interview stage and actually audition how did you find it not being a performer because you're so used to being on stage and performing that it must be very ingrained in you that you're seeing me as pj and this yeah. is the, the extrovert version of me but actually we want to see the introverted version of you
2: were you able to so, get that introverted version out? so for, for the interview it was coming out of my comfort zone like you put me on stage in front of music I dance all day confident that's me that's that's what I know I'm good at now put me in a room with people asking me what I want and it was like it, it blew my it blew my mind half the time I was like you know what this is actually mad because I wasn't as confident as I normally am so I think they was like okay you've definitely got two sides pg on stage and pg off stage so they wanted to figure out okay Let's see what PJ's really about. It was a bit mad. And do you like that version of PJ offstage? Or do you use PJ on stage as the go to? I'm learning to have the same energy as PJ on stage to PJ offstage. That's what I've learned. You know, I've learned you need to learn to love yourself and have that same energy and that same drive. So that's what I'm going with.
1: Not that you probably didn't love yourself, but what are those aspects of the PJ off stage that you don't really like to bring to PJ on stage?
2: I just think PJ on stage, that's just my job. You know, that's just something I do, finish work and go home and being back to daddy PJ, you know, back to my son and everyone who knows me. My son is my world. He comes first, no matter what. So I think in terms of the whole, like, learning to love yourself, like, I am. It's just my son comes first and I always seem to put everyone before me. So it's, it's just finding the balance.
1: But it must be quite hard for you because being a dream boy and being on stage, your hours must be at night time when your boys come home from school and get ready for bed. And so it's having that father time. But yeah, you're always being taken away for work, but almost to earn the money back to help him out.
2: Yeah. So it, it, like I said, it was just finding the balance because it's like daytime it's well all the time it's daddy pj but mostly daytime is daddy pj and then nighttime is dancer pj dream yeah. boy pj so it's kind of like finding the balance spending time with my son doing like you know the typical dad activities and then i have to literally put my mind at rest and then get back on stage and i think to do that in itself is, I don't even know how will do it to be fair, it's like I can just turn off, it's mad.
1: Then you get through to mad at first sight and you think, oh God, I'm actually going to get married. How did you feel thinking, I'm going to get married, basically I'm going to be the best person for the rest
2: of my life, and yet it's also on a TV show? Yeah, so for me it was a lot because there's a lot on the line for this, you know. I'm going to be away from my boy. How's my family going to accept it? How's my son's mom's going to accept it? Because, you know, I still respect her massively. It was just a lot because at the end of the day, it's like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? What if she likes me? What if she doesn't like me? It's just all those things to think about. And then at the same time, it's like, whatever happens when I turn around, I'm going to give it 110% and we're just going to go with it. And that was the mindset I had throughout the whole application process everything it comes to your wedding did you have a stag do before your wedding yeah we had a we had a stag do we were just having you know a few shots a little laugh a dance me taking my top off but, you know there's always one so yeah, i thought i'd get involved start swinging it we had a little dance and yeah it, it was good it's you know we was just having a chat and because everyone's in the same boat it's good we could all relate so oh so you didn't fun. do you
1: a stag do with your own friends only with your cast members
2: yeah Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't tell many people I was going to do it. Because I felt like this is my personal journey. This is what I want. I'm not going to go and tell absolutely everyone because everyone's going to be like, you're absolutely bonkers, mate. Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) So who went suit shopping with you then to get that wedding suit?
2: The wedding suit was one of my good mates called Nick. He just thought I was mad.
1: So Nick comes with you to get your suit. That's the wedding suit. What was the turnaround like? Because it's quite hard to find that suit that actually fits you and...
0: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
1: Get it all tailored up, and it's expensive as cool. well. You're Like, which suit do I get? So, did E4 go right? You're going on the show. You got a week to buy this suit. Here's a hundred pounds for the suit, or is this all your own money and in your own time, so that it was
2: perfect for you? Because this is your wedding day, effectively. Yeah. So, obviously, with E4, that you know, they looked after us. I think it was me personally. I've always had. It's funny because I've always had a rough idea what I'd like my wedding suit to look like. I've always had that perfect wedding in my head. So I knew exactly what I wanted. I've got a guy in town that does basically what I think. So I went straight to him, explained my situation. He was like, i got you. And then he went away for about an hour, came back and he had about four options. And it was exactly what I asked for, so I was buzzing. So basically, you get an allowance, and they cover so much. And then you, obviously, if it costs more than what they've given you, you then you put on your own money on top. They definitely look after you. I think they gave us an allowance for, I think it was about 450 When it comes to money, I'm, I'm the worst. Like, I'm just not good with it, so. So they
1: gave you £450 for your suit. What else did you have to pay for for, for the wedding day? Because obviously, you need your suit. That's what you're wearing. But did you need to buy other things? for it
2: obviously yeah you need like your little accessories your shoes you know I needed a haircut because I was looking like a I looked rough (laughs) from the stress that's all it really was it was just like accessories aftershave you know, you, you want to look fresh, you, you want to look dapper, so you'll go the extra mile, but where I'm from in Birmingham, I know everyone, and it's all about who you know, so yeah, I had a lot of people who hooked me up, who wanted to get involved, so yeah, a lot of people looked after me. And then it comes to your wedding day, so you're in
1: your £450 suit with your accessories and your shoes and your aftershave, and you see Jessica at the front of the aisle. What was that day like, because it's not a case, and I've done TV, and we know how TV works, it's not a case of for those listening, that you come out of the car, you see Jess, you get married, off you go. To first yeah. It's TV. There's a lot of takes and there's a lot yeah.
2: of around. So the whole thing is like, it's just the not knowing. It's like the whole Christmas thing. It's like you just, you're just so excited, but you don't know what you're going to get. And it's the whole build up, you know, it's a lot of filming, it's a lot of takes, it's a lot of can you do this, can you do that, can you get changed, can you get unchanged, can you? It's just a lot. So throughout the whole day, I think I was just drinking <laughs> to ease my nerves. It was that, it was that mental because you literally have no idea what you're going to turn around to. You have no idea what you've just signed up to. And now it's getting real. And then obviously I had my best man in the room with me, my brother, David, and my best friend, Shane. The neighbours giving me like prep talks. So um, I'm, I'm glad I had them there because if not, I was just, I was in panic mode and I don't ever panic. It's a feeling I can't explain.
1: And so you turn around and you see Jess there. What did you think of her initially? Were you looking for a brunette? Were you looking for a black lady? Or was it, if you think this matches up, because it's more about the personality characteristics they match you on, then I trust you
2: on that process. Yeah. So when I turn around, I think you guys could tell from my smile. Like I turned around and she was smiling. And yeah, she was a very, attra- very, very attractive girl very very attractive and what made it even easier for me before we even spoke i saw my mum smiling and that made me happy so yeah when i turned around i was, I was happy i was happy
1: your storyline effectively on those three episodes of all the weddings uh, on week one yours was the focus because her mum was not happy that you were a stripper and that became the focus of mad at first sight to begin with
2: Yeah. I'll be completely honest with you, I'm so used to that conversation, I'm so used to people telling me about when you're going to get a real job, all of this stuff, it's just, it's just the whole stripper thing, as soon as you mention stripper, red flag straight away, you know, that's why I'd said on the dinner table, you know, never judge a book by its cover, and what made it more strange was the fact that her mom's already been to a show. I'm just a very respectable person, you know, like, my mom is my queen. She means the world to me. So I'm going to have respect for your mom the same way I have respect for my mum. I'm marrying your daughter. But it's just the whole, you can't just grill me like that. You've only just met me. Like, give me a chance. I don't know if she was told to grill me. But then again, thinking of what she was asking me, I don't think that was told. I think she personally wanted to know what you're all about. Like, if you're going to be marrying my daughter and you're a stripper okay cool so what are you going to be doing in five years time how are you going to be able to look after my daughter i didn't even get
1: a word in. you sat outside on that bench and you had two cameras and you had lighting you had a crew around so it couldn't have just been this is going to be a quick uh, a quick scene because you have a cameraman with a camera but on his shoulder this was all very set up and tripods
2: for it to happen yeah which was a bit bit annoying bit annoying for me but it's what it is We fall down, we get back up.
1: (laughs) How did you find your experience on mad at first? How did you find experiment? How did you find the commitment ceremonies where you actually got that advice that you were
2: seeking? Overall, like I, I loved it. It was the best thing I've probably ever done because I've learned so much about myself, how I deal with things, how I accept things, how I accept people. It's just mad because it's like the 10 hours a day of filming. It's constant. Can you do this again? Can you do it again? Can you do it again? The more you do it, it's like, oh, I haven't got the same energy as I did when I first started. And it's just, it's it's very, very draining. That's the best word to use. It's very draining. Do you
1: reckon that's why you and Jessica didn't work? Because it was so draining? Because of the fact of the retakes and the fact that actually being a couple, you've only really got between like midnight and 6am to actually be a couple. The rest of it is very much for the TV.
2: Um. No, I actually just think I just wasn't her type. And I think she went in there with a specific type and she never got it. And she just went with it. And then I think that's why we turned into like, you know, friendship straight away.
1: And what did you think of the dinner parties? Because they're obviously the centrepiece of that
2: week each week. The dinner parties were cool. A lot of alcohol. What can I say? The, it was, it was the, the little crazy box with the questions. Once they came out, because how it would work, sometimes a dinner party, everything would be fine, everyone's getting on. Then all of a sudden, something happens. And then when that little box came out of all the questions, game over, game over. I remember everybody's been drinking. We've been there all day everyone's frustrated everybody's hungry it it was just so much tension in one room and all it took was just that little fuse and it just blow up which it did every day I've never really done a tv show before so I don't know if it is like a technique they do to maybe put you in a situation where you're hungry and then well I'll call it hangry (laughs) You're you're just angry you're hungry you just want food and you know, there's no food, so let's drink some alcohol. Alcohol brings out the best of you sometimes and maybe too much sometimes. So, you know, there's a possibility. It was something they did, but at the same time, it's really hard for me to say because I've never done TV like this before. So maybe it's a technique what they do. I'm I'm not sure. I just went with it. The person I am, I'm just positive anyway. I just keep myself out of it. If everyone's arguing, I'm heads down eating chicken. <laughs> Most of the time, that was me.
1: Well, like you say, you haven't done TV before. So what was the biggest shock to you? What were you like, do you know what? I did not expect this from out at first sight. The
2: whole process of it, it's just like, this is absolutely mad what I'm doing. So I've just met a random stranger, got married to her. All my family's gone. And now they've just locked me in a room with her. It's mad, like we don't know each other. And it's, it's just the whole, everything's on fast forward. When they come back and do filming, we haven't really had long enough to have a chat. So when it does come to like, you know, when we was doing the voxes and we had to speak about what we've just done and stuff, it's like really hard because I've only spent two hours with her. You want me to go and give you all of this? I like, I can't. I've only spent two hours with the girl. You need to give me more time. So I think that was the hardest part, especially with me and me and Jess anyway, because it kind of felt like everything was continuous. We never really had time to ourselves. It was like, okay, we got filming it this time, go back, get changed come back and start filming again so we never really had that bond
1: what do you think as a viewer what should we be looking for what isn't as real as it seems on tv you know a couple of your cartoons have said you know the way it's edited it's taking things out of context others have said the way the cameras work what do you think we could be as a viewer watching to go that isn't as it was supposed to be
2: um i just think there's always two sides to one story like you need to watch it carefully and be like you know, for example, like certain conversations, because they're filming so long, they're only gonna use, like for for example, 10 hours a day we're filming, they're only gonna really use an hour of them 10 hours. So they're gonna try and get as much juiciness as they can. So in terms of conversations we're having, you know, there's a possibility they're only gonna show half of the conversation. And then really people are gonna be like, wait there, I feel like there should have been more to that conversation. So there's always that thinking you always got to be thinking.
1: And I've heard there's only one couple that survives this series and there's actually a couple after. So have you heard this as well?
2: Oh, I can't tell you that information. Uh, it's all over you the sun just...
1: online already. Hey, you
2: are going to get me in trouble. you got to stay tuned. Just keep watching. Um, but what I can say is, like, we're just all crazy. Like, some people are in there for the right reasons. Some people ain't. And I think it's quite blatant. Some people are genuine, some people aren't. But in terms of who stay together, yeah, there's there's definitely a couple that stay together. And I absolutely love them.
1: Well, I hope it's Thomas and Adrian, because I think, you know, Thomas has got a fantastic agent already, but he's brilliant TV. But I also feel like he's
2: been on a journey. What do you think? See, so out of everyone, like, Tom is like my real friend. Like, I can actually happily say Tom is my actual real friend. So coming out of this, I'm happy to say, you know, I've met someone who sees me for me. He does carry it a lot, you know, Tommy's a lot, but you you have to love him. He's just that type of guy. He doesn't mess about, he will say how it is. And if he's got a problem, he's gonna go straight to the source. And you don't find that these days. Everyone does all these Chinese whispers, but he's straight to the source and he would just tell you how it is. And I think that's why I've got a mad respect for him.
1: Jay Finch, their married at first sight continues Monday to Thursday at nine o'clock on E4. And if you love married at first sight, like I do. Ben Jardine from the early series and Amy Christopher's from the last series have been on this podcast Security and Secure before as well as Paul C. Brunson. My God, you know I love him. Paul C. Brunson did an amazing hour and a half special. Go and check that out. This has been Security and Secure with me, Johnny Seifert. If you've already heard, please do go and rate the podcast, like it, subscribe to it, share with a friend on iTunes. It's a five-star rating and a review. And on Spotify, just a five-star rating. And then head over to Instagram at Security and Security Podcast* at Johnny Fit is where you can find me. And I'll be back on Friday with Made in Chelsea's sandprints. prints. So have a lovely week and I'll speak to you then. Bye for now.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.